Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But for the first time, I have to say that I believe many of those in charge in the right-leaning media are actually at odds with what's best for you, the viewer, the customer, uh, and more importantly, the country. We here at Mug Club, we thought that we were all in this together, that we were fighting the, the, the media, entertainment, industrial complex. Um, we thought that we were all genuinely taking it to big tech. But too many of those in charge of the big conservative platforms um, are verifiably in bed with them. Big tech is in bed with big con. The people you thought, the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. It's, it's never too late to do the right thing. Guys, this is a genuine plea. We can all do better. We can all do better. It doesn't have to be this way. And please, don't make me have to provide receipts. The United States. This America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is, it's cruel symptoms can strike anyone. That's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's go! We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Wayne Dupree program. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree, and we are live. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. Um, uh, for those individuals that are in the spaces, uh, in the spaces room, I have a new connection right now set up so i don't know if you can hear me or not but if you can raise your or like let me know somehow um hopefully when you speak today 
or when uh, a couple of you join, then um, this is uh, okay. So, okay, they can hear me. I hope that it sounds great when they join when they have questions. So we'll see what okay. happens from there. Let me introduce the Godfather of Conservative Radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr., my co-host. Hello, everybody. Just uh, <clears throat> enjoyed that intro. It's it's a shame that these guys waste so much time. They ought to just watch us. They could have right. six six eight months right off of that. <laughs> and let me also introduce the algorithm, Mr. J.R. Robinson. What's up? Hey, 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 top of the morning, everybody. Thanks for taking time to tune in. Going to be a fun show. That Crowder stuff is hot. It is. Uh, I was speaking with somebody right before the show, and we were like, bro. I mean, he's spoken so much code, uh, but he, the premise was there, but he's speaking in so much code. And I wonder if uh, he is, like, like many of us out there, if we say names, and we will say names, but if we say names, then somebody's feelings going to get hurt, and then, you know, you stop. Oh, I don't want to follow you because you're attacking somebody, and you know we all need to be on the same level with Jesus and stuff. And you know, and and tomorrow it's war. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't forget much, man. <laughs> Not just like an elephant; he never forgets anything, man. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. I, actually, I brought that to him. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, guess what? You wouldn't have been in that war if uh, if uh, you would have been. I mean, we've been there. We've been there for a long time now. Uh, uh, again, the person who I was speaking with this morning, we were talking about how uh, if you are signed into these major contracts and stuff, they own you. They own you. They own your, your, uh, your likeness. They own your content. As a matter of fact, we were with America's Voice. Yeah, I mean, I don't really talk about it too much because um, I've been burned by a lot of um, conservative um, big con uh, since I've been out there. But then I don't, it's like, I keep my, well, it's not that I want to keep my mouth shut, but once you start complaining, and it's really not complaining. You're telling people what's happening to you, but people see it as a, complaining and then they say well you know what that's all you do is complaining what's different from what slaves used to do is like you know what i'm on this plantation i'm tired of you know i, I don't want to be on this plantation anymore i'm gonna run you know what i'm saying what's different from that from what the people are today you know what i don't want to be on this this um, type of um, network where they are taking my voice away from me you know they they're telling me what to say they're taking my money. They're stymieing. They're stymieing how much shit I can make. It's not really complaining. It's telling people, look out for these creatures. These creatures. Uh, I mean, because they're not hurting the liberals. They're hurting our side purposely for money. For money. Yeah, and to to give a little color to it for those who didn't see the story, Stephen Crowder uh, is leaving the blaze. He's got like seven million followers on YouTube and whatnot. And so he was a free agent. It sounds like they weren't able to reach a contract status. And he was looking at different platforms and he was sharing some of the, the contracts that he's getting. And what a lot of these big companies do is they find an influencer when they're small and then they sign them to a contract 
and just like a baseball player. And then when when that person takes off and starts making a bunch of money, then all of a sudden they don't increase how much they make. So you hire an influencer, you say, hey, yeah, you're hot. We're going to pay you 80 grand a year. And then all of a sudden, when the guy's worth two million dollars two years from now, you're still paying him 80 grand a year. So oh, and guess what? They never banned him from Twitter, never banned him from Facebook, never banned him from YouTube because they go to the meetings. Well, that's the part of the story that's really fascinating is these contracts say you have to moderate your content so you can be monetized on YouTube, Facebook. So by extension, they're saying if you sign this contract, you have to sign up to the big tech rules. So Google owns you, YouTube owns you, Facebook. Like we could say whatever we want. You know what I mean? We're broke. We're broke, but we can say whatever we want. We're broke, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and don't and don't ask for money or don't uh, get a sponsor because then uh y'all begging for money it's like it, you know you can't win you can't i mean and and it's not that we're trying to win is that you just can't do what you want to do without people out there uh you know saying well y'all doing it for this y'all doing it for that we've been doing this for 12 years y'all 10 years 10 years we've been doing this for we're going on 11 years and we haven't broke the bank on anybody. We're not rich. Living living paycheck to no. Uh, living two paychecks behind. <laughs> 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 and the only thing that we can do is laugh. I mean, for real, you know. But you know, when I mean now when he was talking, when Steven was talking, Steven Crowder, and usually I don't watch him. You know, it's it, it's a different brand. But last night when I saw the video, I was like, hmm, what is this about? I mean, he's he's calling out Big Con. Well, that's what we do. And let me see where he's going with this. He started talking about these contracts. Now, ladies and gentlemen, and I emailed Stephen right after he got finished. I haven't heard from him back yet. I said, contact me. I'll bring you on the show. But, uh. Many of us aren't fortunate enough to even touch those contracts. So I don't even know what he, I mean, you know, he's talking about these young people, these young people coming up with these contract stuff. Dude, many of, many of us don't even get up that that high to get to those those type of layout, con- 50,000, 100,000, 200,000. What are you talking about, man? How, how much money, how much money are you making? You know, we time. really have to have a hundred thousand. We have to have amnesty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, in my last job, I worked with some influencers that were leaving their contracts from some of these big companies. And like, as you got into negotiations and the company I worked with, we, you know, that's kind of how I met Wayne, you know, we just do rev share and here's your stuff. You do your content and whatnot. And we try to help you. And yeah, I was privy to some of their terms that they had and it was criminal. I mean, and, and I guess it's, it's just the game, you know, it's like in the NFL, you sign a rookie, rookie quarterback and they blow up, you know, then you got to wait till your contracts up to re up. But then a lot of these guys, when they re up, they don't pay them what they should get paid. So that's why they go out on their own. It's really interesting. You can learn a lot from the language too. Yeah. Uh, in the last two years that the term influencer came out, never used before. Never. Used. It right. just came out. And, and think about the, te- the definition of that word. They used to be called reporter. We used to be called reporters, journalists, analysts. Now with the fake news phenomenon, they go right to influence. Like you're right. so stupid. We're going to make you think 
what we want you to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Just that word. It, it, it's like with the, it's like with the voting machines. Yeah. Uh, dominion. If you look up the definition of dominion, and you look at what those machines do, it's like they're right in our face, man. They think we are stupid. Right. They you really know, do. Stephen Crowder won't call out names, but I will. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> America's Voice was one when they were just starting up. As a matter of fact, America, America's Voice had a lot of influence in, influencers, podcasters, when they first started up. Was that the one that told us that brought us along for like a year? Yeah. A year. They... Um, we we broadcasted our show on there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Think about that, y'all. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We gave them content. They kept saying, we're going to pay you. This is how much we're going to pay you. Rev share off of the, the ad engine that they were going to run for their TV network. It went on for a year. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, week after week after week after week. And we kept getting that we are going to pay you. But they got almost a year and a half worth of content for free content. Um, Dominic Silk left. Um, I found that Rachel left. Many of the big influencers left because they were like, you know what? We don't need this. We'll go and find something else. We stayed. Because honestly, we thought, hey, sooner or later, this thing was going to come around and stuff. It, it, it didn't come around the way that it is now. Because the reason why I left is because I found out that they were paying people that they were just bringing in five and $6,000 a month. I was like, wait, hold on now. We've been doing this for a year. Y'all paying them five, $6,000 a month. You know, we kind of, we type of, we had that value too. So either be kind to us or we got to go. They were like, see you later. Ep- Epcot times. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I'm, 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 I mean, I, I don't mind. I'm going to go grab my Wayne. popcorn. <laughs> I don't mind. Epcot times uh, said, uh, Wayne, we want to have you on and we're going to pay you on a monthly basis. I even um, had a Zoom meeting with the person in charge over there. He was happy. I was happy. We, we're going to do this. I brought the show over there. People were, I, they gave me a, 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 a thing, sign up for my people. We went over there. We're doing a show. Then they came back. They said, oh, we just want you. We don't want your co-hosts and you. We, we just want you. That wasn't me, ladies and gentlemen. And then not only do we just want you, we want, um, you can't talk about uh, Barack Obama. No, no. You can't talk about Nancy Pelosi and you can't talk, you can't call people out by their names. I said, whoa, wait a minute, what? Oh, and whatever you're going to talk about, we need you to let us see the script. I said, I don't do a script. Well, we need to see a script before uh, you go. And um, I did did that for a couple weeks. But the reason, now, first off, again, they said, we just want you. After a few weeks of that, then they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to let you go. I said, oh, wait a minute. Why? Well, we want entertainment type stuff, and that's what we're going with. Well, we that's what we had before. We had entertainment. We had people from different places that had different ideas, different views. And the people were loving it. The comments were loving it. And now all of a sudden, you and, and then you say you want me. 
And then all of a sudden you say you want entertainment, but now you want me gone, but you want to keep Larry Elder, who just talks about race all the time. You can, look, race is just one avenue, ladies and gentlemen. That's a long, born road. Uh, swing low, swing chariot. You can only go so far with race. Okay? We talked about everything. Epcot Times, um, America's Voice. There are others. There are others. But he, um, Stephen Crowder was right. Big Con, Big Con is out there. As a matter of fact, I watched the whole thing this morning. Yeah, I, I played you two minutes of it. But I watched the whole thing this morning. And I listened to him. And I was like, dude, where have you been? We, we've been seeing this for a long time now. Don't don't you don't you think about it? Don't you find it funny that for a platform that was deplatforming people, canceling people, banning people, suppressing people, that only a few individuals was growing? Now Stephen kind of hit on that. He was like, some of the some of the big people are also responsible for some conservatives not getting to where they're supposed to be. I know it's hard to think about it, and I know it's hard to accept that, but that's the way that it is out there. And it's not right. As a matter of fact, Jerry, you said that you watched him too? Oh, yeah, I watched that the, uh, last night, late last night. He was, was talking great. about, he was almost to the point of quitting, he said. Hutch, how many times have you thought about quitting? It depends how many weeks are in that year. <laughs> I mean, but what you know, every now and then, and, and you know what, it only takes a comment here or a comment there to get me back on track. If it wasn't for the audience, if it wasn't I'm for you folks, be... yeah, <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> I can love. Wait, wait, hold on. I got to give it out to Thomas Leduc because Tom, because Thomas Leduc, Irish Duke, that's my baby. That I mean, he. <laughs> He, um, when, when we also tried to get on other platforms when we first started, remember Hutch, we tried to get on other platforms, couldn't get on. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we were on his for a while. Tom, Thomas allowed us on his platform. It was great. Yes, Lord. That, I mean, I mean, and, and uh, look, that's my brother for, I, I love him. I love, look, I don't really love white men like that. I, I love Hutch. <laughs> I love Hutch and Jr. JR is my little concubine. I love JR too. But, uh, <laughs> Tom, I'm a snuggle buddy. Yeah, Tom Leduc is is like is like the um, first wife. You know, like no, no, actually, no, 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 no. Actually, Hutch's first wife. Um, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'm only look. I, I'm only being funny. I'm only being funny here. But I love those three men. I, I do. I, I love them. They, they. Um, uh, if I if I had to go, if I have to um, give up anything or whatnot, I. I'll talk to them three first. But um, thank you, Thomas, for tuning in here on Getter. And thank you all the people that are watching on Getter, too. That, um, uh, I wanna, Hey, Thomas, I'm going to have you on the show sooner or later. Wayne and I are French, but he is from south of France. Yeah, I'm from the bad part of France. Uh, for those that are watching on Facebook, thank you. If you want, and please share. See, that's how we get our message out. We, yep. we ask you to share. Now, I know some people can't share. I do understand that. I get 
I used to get messages on LinkedIn all the time. I love your stuff. I love your stuff. I, oh my God. I, but, but I can't share it. I can't share it because my job. It's true you know, though. It, yeah. It's, yeah. No, it anymore, man. They look at your social media, man. I'm glad I'm the age I am. I, yeah. Yeah. That'd have been rough to be 20 right now. Yeah. I was going to say real story. Like I had my career arc. I had a big career and I left it to be able to speak out politically because like the stuff, like I was tweeting about the insurrection yesterday and said, you know, if it was an insurrection, we would have brought guns. Anybody who doesn't think that's stupid. And like my employer would not have been okay with that. You know? Yeah. yeah but no, I mean, you're right. They, they call us insurrectionists. And just as soon as it, if you really think about it, y'all, if we really wanted to do something, we would have did it. <laughs> right. I had to, I had to watch my mouth a little bit. Cause I did this a lot while I was on duty, active duty and reserve duty. I remember sitting at when we used to do a whole lot of political interviews. Yeah. I remember, so, first of all, I, I had to read the regulations. So I knew what the hatch act was. Right. Right. So I'm sitting there and I never mentioned the fact that I was in the military. I tried to really keep that undercover. I never said anything like that. Right. Uh, and I never said anything treasonous. Mm -hmm. But when a politician would be there, I'd have to pay attention because as soon as they started mentioning campaign funds, I had to get out of the panel. I had to right. get up and walk away from the table because mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to do that. But I did that for years. I mean, yeah. for like, man, I don't know, a long time. <laughs> it was Stephen, Stephen, um, in looking at or talking to a couple people, I guess that video really hit home with a lot of people. So uh, even if you don't watch Steven as a regular, you watch that. And that, you know, that that was um, as a matter of fact, I think I for those that don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. Where is it at? Where is it at? Uh, Did he do it from the blaze or not? No, he the video. Yeah, it was on Rumble. I don't think it was on YouTube, but I know it was on Rumble. Yeah, matter of fact, let me um, let me see if I can play this right. Hold on. But for the first time, I have to say that I believe many of those in charge in the right-leaning media are actually at odds with what's best for you, the viewer, the customer. Uh, and more importantly, the country. Did you say for the first time? Yeah. Dude. Well, look, first of all, welcome to our to our boat. Second off, our boat has been out there for a long time. So, I mean, that, that just shows where his mentality was. I think a lot of them are like that. Even the small, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'll tell even on the professional side. A guy that was like that, that blew my mind, and it took him so long mm -hmm. on the uptake, used to be Bill O'Reilly. Ah. I mean, Bill O'Reilly's like three years into the Obama administration calling him a patriotic American. Mm. I'm thinking, <laughs> Joe. I but mean, you I'm know thinking, what? I think, I think he did that to go along to get along maybe. to get those interviews. You remember he was doing those interviews yeah. during the Super Bowl and the stuff? The Super Bowl interview, yeah. 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 Well, you know, one thing to realize, too, is it's a lot easier to fool somebody than it is to convince them they've been fooled. You know, that was an old, like, Mark Twain quote. And it's, you know, these people, they hear things and people tell them stuff and then they believe it. 
And then even, I mean, it's what we face with the Democrats. Like you can put evidence right in their face and they're like, what are you talking about? You know? And I mean, it happens on the conservative side because, you know, they use the term grifter a lot, which is people that just do it for the money. And there's really a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that don't, aren't necessarily purpose driven. That's why, I mean, obviously support our show, go to the give, give fun, go, you know, use our sponsors, but um, the independent journalists out there that are doing it on their own or with a small staff, those are the people that are really doing it. Like they're not driving Ferraris and having mansions. Like I drive a, you know, I drive an old Altima, you know, and you know, Wayne is not pimping around in a million dollar house, you know, and it's uh, people in our space do it because we're trying to save the country. You know, it's not, not a money grab. You think these people would go with their with their guts a little bit sometimes, though, you know? That's that's what uh, the slow uptake stuff. And the grifter thing is right. I mean, you, you've seen that in, in the very recent past. And if we're naming names, I mean, you know, all, you had week after week after week after week of Sean Hannity uh, talking about how the election was stolen. And then when he goes to court, he says, oh, I, I never believed that. Right. You know, it's like, dude, you just said that to millions of people every night. Every night. Yeah. You know, he pushed it. He pushed it. Yeah. And yeah, he got me on. Well, I'll I'll talk about that later. Here's Steven. We here at Mug Club, we thought that we were all in this together, that we were fighting the the, the media, entertainment, industrial complex. Um, We thought that we were all genuinely taking it to big tech. But too many of those in charge of the big conservative platforms um, are verifiably in bed with them. Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I felt like we were John the Baptist. I feel like we were John the Baptist and he's Jesus. You talking about Ben Shapiro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Daily Wire, TPUSA, I throw them in there too. Uh, because I mean, seriously, I do. I have a problem with these large platforms that have millions and millions of users or um, subscribers or signuppies or whatever you want to call them, and they don't have any actionable results of them helping the business. Right. Helping elections. We talk about we we need young people. We need young people to bring on more young. We have we have that. TPUSA and Prager University are supposed to be um, um, uh, gigantic, uh, uh, huge machines of education and 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 and, and uh, um, action and stuff. And you never see any Blexit, same thing. Oh, we're gonna bring a whole lot of black people to the election and stuff, and we're gonna change court's history. Didn't happen, right? You know, because when these conferences begin. And the money starts rolling in. You got to first of all, you got to pay for the speakers. You, you got to get into perks and stuff. But you know, I mean, it becomes a big uh, pet rally. It's just a pet rally. That's all it is. No results. But look, thank you, Steve. I mean, you know, you you are you are saying all our stuff that we've been saying. Big tech is in bed with big con. No way. The people you thought. The people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding 
naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. Well, they got mortgages it's it's now. never too late to do the right thing. <laughs> Guys, yeah. this is a genuine plea. We can all do better. They got children. We can all do better. It doesn't have to be this way. And please don't make me have to provide receipts. They're still paying on that Tesla, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and that's another thing, too. That, that's another thing. We can, there's a whole lot of us, there, there's a whole lot of conservatives out there that get online and will feed you a good amount of bull crap. Telling how much they're for this and how much they're for that. And they got Teslas in their um, driveway. Yep. And they went to the football game when everybody was talking about boycotting. And they, and, and, and they go to baseball games when when everybody was talking about boycotting. And they're never going to say a bad word about a tranny. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Uh, well, you know, we, we should all get along and <laughs> understand each other's feelings and, yeah, you know, yeah whatever. Either way, um, I did contact Stephen. I, I sent him two emails, as a matter of fact, because he's also talking about – now, before we go to another subject, I was talking with the guy this morning, and we we're like, "Well, yeah, he 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 sounds sort of contradictory, though." Jr. He was talking about creating his own network. Well, with your own network, you're going to have to have some some contracts too, right? I mean, yeah. What? So here's the here's the problem, and I'll give you the pros and cons. So the contract he was talking about um, has all these penalties that if you get, if you say something that gets you nuked off of a big tech platform, yeah. they take money away from you. Um, what he's proposing doing, and some people like Tim pool does it where Tim pool will share videos and like, this is our Facebook video. This is our YouTube video. And then they have a paywall where you can go onto their other platform and then they can talk about stuff that they can't talk about on those platforms. So what Steven's proposing, it sounds like, is doing some sort of blended model like that. And you'll see it on a lot of podcasters where they're like, you'll be watching their podcasts and be like, okay, well, that's all for YouTube because now I'm going to go talk about COVID or the vaccine or whatever. So follow me on Locals. And then, and then they just continue on the podcast on that platform. So it sounds like, from my understanding, what he was saying is that was really what he was looking to looking to do is he uh, he's trying to set up his own platform where you'll stream because how it works. I mean, just to explain to everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, um, YouTube runs ads. We make a fraction of a cent every time people interact with an ad. Uh, we can't monetize on YouTube because of what we say. They won't let us have ads. Same thing on Facebook. The people watching on Facebook, we make zero dollars for you viewing on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now you go over to Rumble, and we actually can run ads on Rumble at some point, and then that's where you make. No, you can't. Oh, geez, Wayne. <laughs> and uh, so, depending on what you say, that's where you make. That's how you make your ad money, and they can't do that. So that's why a lot of these guys have gone to subscription services. So that's what supports the show. Steven has the Mug Club where you pay your 30 bucks a month or whatever. And then that's his reoccurring revenue to support him being able to say what he says. Yeah. And so we're on like 10, we're on like 10 different platforms. So each of us monitors different things. Uh, so 
Wayne's not monitoring Getter, Getter right now. Duke says, who told me about tissue paper feelings years ago? <laughs> tissue paper feelings. I, tried, I couldn't good. copy and paste it. I tried like hell. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Ain't got time for your tissue paper feelings. That's 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 why I said the stuff I said about America's Voice and Epcot, Epcot Center, I mean, Epcot Times. They, I mean, they're out there. They uh, they want you to bring your audience, and then they will ax you or get rid of you. That's that's um, I guess that's the model, you know. And um, it's not just them. It's not just them. It's um, it's even the speaker unit too. You know, but right. either way, um, you know, we'll talk about that some more later on. Find out what Steven is, what Steven is going to do. Um, debt debt ceiling crisis uh, situation tomorrow. How come what's, up with, not- what's up with Congress? I read something this morning. They're not in session. Yeah, they're Today? off this week. Dude. Wait. That's why I haven't seen. Look, I haven't seen nothing really. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Yeah, I listened to a, a couple members of the House podcast, and they were talking about that. And they haven't done a show for a couple of days, but they're like, "Yeah, it's kind of weird. We're out of session this week, and the debt ceiling's coming up on Thursday." And if you watch Pierre Jean, whatever her name is, uh, press conference yesterday, she's like, "We're not going to negotiate at all. We just she think sure did." Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, without, with no conditions. How arrogant, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you I got Daryl Issa. I don't know if this was when he was on a break from the World Economic Forum. I don't know when he did this, but but he's saying, wouldn't it be nice if we could cut a little bit of the omnibus out in, in exchange for the debt ceiling raised, raising the debt ceiling? I'm thinking, you know, we still got a lot of squishes in there, man. I, I, I got to wait and see. If this doesn't just automatically happen, I'll be surprised. Right. I mean, I'll be happy, but I'll be surprised. And, you know, I I saw another thing come out, and I'm sorry, but I'm cynical. It's just what what the last few years have done to me. You know, when I see somebody proudly put out the new members of the House Oversight Committee or House Judiciary Committee, I'm going, oh, this is like a program for this year's theater. Enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Lower your expectations, folks. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, the debt ceiling, this is, in my opinion, McCarthy's first test where yeah, is he yesterday. going You're to right. get anything out of the debt ceiling? Is he going to get any adjustments? Is he going to get anything? Because all they did last week was virtue signal. The 87,000 IRS agents was just a virtue signal. Nothing's yeah. going to happen with it. Nothing. You know, and all the stuff they did. Performative politics. Yeah. And even the investigations, mainly performative politics, unless it pisses enough people off that people demand action on it but they can't indict anybody you know what i mean so that ceiling you can do something with you can say we're going to cut off the credit card if you don't do xyz so they better they better i mean yeah. 30 trillion dollars man yep you got to bring that down you can't raise that anymore i mean th- this whole that the other thing to watch is ukraine yeah i mean ukraine is uh i'll tell you what though Ukraine is, they're, they're running into trouble. It, it's hit CNN now. The West mm-hmm. has reached its latest fateful crossroads over Ukraine. <laughs> looming decisions on deepening support. Now think about shows, this show. 
mm-hmm. six months ago, what we or not six, but a month or two ago, looming decisions on deepening support for Kiev's fight against Russian President Putin's onslaught have been rendered even more critical by a winter battlefield that was more dynamic than expected frozen stalemate. Uh, time is also fast ebbing for the U.S. and its allies to send more powerful weapons and to train Ukrainian soldiers how to use them before the second possibly decisive year of the war, which could see Russia launch a ferocious new offensive. You don't say, CNN. Yeah. Yeah, they, they I mean, CNN is what I, what I was watching when they are bringing those experts on and saying that, um, that um, Russia is almost done. But again, they've been saying that for the last year. Right. Russia, Russia's done. They don't have a chance. You know, they're, 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 they're on their last leg. They're about to give up next week. And yeah. we keep seeing them staying in for the fight. You know what I'm saying? But um, this is, this is, uh, this is a, this is a little clip that I got from yesterday's uh, event where the reporter was asking uh, Karen Jean about the negotiation. Thursday, how do you see the debt ceiling fight playing out? What's your strategy for getting an agreement? So look, we have been very clear on this, and I said it at the top, I said it on Friday, and I'll say it today, so has the president. Uh, this should not be... Hold on, hold on, before I say it, um, before she finishes. I want you all to listen to the words, because a whole lot of time, this goes over people's heads, and they really don't listen to what she's saying. But I want you to understand what she's saying, because she, nine, nine, nine times out of ten, she's not saying the goddamn thing. But <laughs> if you just listen to her... She's really saying that they aren't willing to do anything at all. Right. And she's saying it without saying it, but she's saying that we're willing to do nothing at all. Today, so has the president. Uh, This should not be political brinksmanship. We should be uh, dealing with the debt ceiling without, without conditions. Uh, it is important. We're not going to work our way around this. We're not going to negotiate on this. This is the basic, the basic duties of Congress. The basic duties of Congress, ladies and gentlemen, is instead of just paying what we owe, because if you pay what you owe, everybody, everybody has a credit card out there if, if you get to your limit. If you pay a significant amount of what you owe, okay, say – Say that we give them the money to pay the debt. Then you had that money to spend again. You don't need right. to increase nothing. Am I but right? The re- but the reality of it is, is we don't have any money. Exactly. Correct. So every one of those dollars that we're paying, we're inventing out of thin air. Thin air. Right. So it, it has to stop somewhere. And this, the, these people, are they're fools. Right. It's like, and, and they well, I should think, say we're fools. They don't think that we understand that. Right. It, I mean, most of us have credit cards. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that all of us have maxed them out. But again, if you max your credit card out and then you come into, okay, say that your credit card is, uh, say your credit card was like Hachi, you know, you got a $10,000 limit. And, um, <laughs> And Hutch comes into $9,000. And Hutch puts $9,000 on his $10,000 credit. Now he has $9,000 available on the card. Why does he need his credit card to be increased? Right, right. Correct. I'll give you another example. If Hutch's credit card was had a, had a 
a limit of $1,200. <laughs> and Hutch had to go travel for work. And, and his credit limit was, he, he was at $1,000. That means he had to stay at the Roach Motel because he only had $200 left on his credit card. Correct. It's called fiscal responsibility, something that nobody up there ever talks about anymore. It, it's, a, it's a word that was concocted. I truly believe this now. It's a word that was concocted to keep us okay with it. Or to, you, you know how we used to be into names and stuff like that. Oh, I'm a black American. I'm a white American. Oh, I'm Asian. You know, I, I'm a fiscal conservative. Okay, whatever the hell that is. Because <laughs> we damn sure don't see him in Congress. We don't see nobody really standing up for it. Correct. You know, but here, there, I mean, she, she, no negotiation is what she said. I was going to say, she flat out. Let's not forget in the last administration, they, they, meaning Democrats and Republicans, were able to deal with the debt limit uh, three times. Because they kept lying to President Trump, because they kept throwing stuff up to him, saying, we're going to do this for you, we're going to do that for you. And yes, she's right. Republicans and Democrats, who they were against President Trump in the first goddamn place. Ladies and gentlemen, I say goddamn because it's family show, and I don't want to mess up my trip to, to heaven if I have a chance to get there. Uh, but they uh, they worked together against President Trump to to do those spending limits, and or to go yeah um, um, the debt ceiling thing. And there was one of them where President Trump was like, "I will shut it down. I'll shut it down." And Mitch McConnell yep. then had to come in there and. Uh, you know, uh, President Trump even offered offer amnesty. And one of those, he was like, you know, well, well, listen to her. Here's some more. Three times. So this is something that needs to be done, that should be done, and we call on Congress to act. Lastly, is the president going to sit down with Republicans and talk about this? Again, this is something that uh, should be done without conditions. We have been very, very clear about that. Uh, we are not going to be negotiating uh, over the debt ceiling. Uh, but I'll say this more broadly. At the start of the new Congress, and I actually spoke about this last week, we're reaching out to all members in both parties to build relationships and establish points of contact. That is we're reaching out to members of all parties to build relationships and establish points of contact. You got a day and a half. <clears throat> well, and it's funny because there's a bigger issue here too that somebody mentioned in the chat is we're within t like 24 months of the interest on the debt being more than we collect in taxes a year. Like think of that. You know, when you talk about your credit card, it's not, it's not Hutch's $1,200 credit card. It's his, you know, $20,000 credit card. And all your payment goes on to the interest, not on the principal. So that's bad. We are, we want to establish a Rolodex just to see who, you know, a contact list. If you've ever worked in an office, you, um, each, each desk has a piece of paper with phone numbers. That's it. And she, and she's like, well, you know, we just, uh, we will establish contacts. That's it. She's the got to be the dumb. She's going to get fired. She, well, She's just, short. She don't have much time left. Yeah. Not with this part. Not with to this. build relationships and establish points of contact. That is something that the Office of Ledge Affairs has done uh, for the past Ledge couple Affair. of weeks. Uh, but, you know, this has been done. When you talk about the debt ceiling, it has been done in a. Points of contact for what? First off, 
Points of contact for what? A list? For what? What are you going to do with the points of contact? She didn't say, oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to come together and um, we're going to, uh, you know, they're working on the list and, you know, we have points of contact. She didn't I think say Wayne's points. falling out of love with her. He used to have was, a crush. I, I think. was I, I was never in love, love. <laughs> it wasn't real love. I thought she was cute, and now she's ugly as the day is long. So you know what, though, I gotta say they keep her around just because she's stupid. Like, like nobody expects an answer her. out of her, and she's given so many dumb answers and dodges, and I'm not going to answer that question. But I think everybody's like, huh, whatever. Like, what's the point of asking a question? But now but these nobody. documents, they're going to get rid of her, though. Now, now yeah. with these documents, she blew them document a couple of uh, press conferences with those. Oh, but yeah. She, but she see can, Kirby come out. Kirby will be the next guy or somebody. But see, that's that's what I um, I sent a message last night to to the reporters. This is on y'all. Why can't y'all say we don't want to hear from you no more? Because every time that we ask you a question, you look down at that book and you give us the same answer for about 30, 40 minutes. You keep reading the same thing. She reads the same thing. Look at her right now. She's looking. She's reading her answer. She doesn't know anything. Why don't you bring Kirby up there? Why don't you bring um, Blinken up there? Why don't you bring somebody up there? So that I can understand why CBS reporter is getting on her nerves. Not just Ducey, the CBS reporter getting on there and saying, hey, Biden, Biden, Biden administration is in trouble. The CBS reporter saying it. Right. You know? Bring Brian Stelter. Let him be the press secretary. He, uh, he's tied up teaching a class on media. Mis- what is it? Corporate misinformation. misinformation. Yeah, at Davos. <laughs> uh, right. Davos. Watch out. Watch out for that one. Faking outrage on this issue. Why shouldn't Americans be outraged about classified documents being found in a garage? Look, and I think I've been very clear about this. We have answered questions on this at this podium. You've heard, as Phil was saying twice from the president, talk about this. He said that he didn't know. Right. He said that he was surprised and he said that he takes classified information and documents very, very seriously. We heard directly. That's the truth. And he puts it into Penn Biden State um, Library and he puts it in his house and he puts it in his garage. We know he takes it seriously. We know that. I mean, Well, well, two things. And this is they always pull this stuff and it's what pisses me off. So she said she started the sentence with he didn't know. Right. Okay. If you're saying that he had classified documents, that what I understand, they give them to him and they're his. And it's like your wedding ring. You know what I mean? And then he put that in multiple places in the Penn Biden Center, in the other thing. You're flat out admitting you're incompetent and you didn't properly handle classified information. Oh, and so, by the way, when you did it, you were vice president. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, they, they start the sentence with, well, he didn't know, and everything after he didn't know should be, like, should be grounds to impeach him because the fact that he didn't know, that was it, like, right there. If you're saying you were so bad at your job that you couldn't keep track of these documents or you had somebody else handling them, you're done. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. And so, you know what? And I still I still go at um, – it, it, we don't know when he took these classified documents. So it right. could have been during while Obama, well, we know it was at the, we know it was during the Obama administration. So right. we're, we're almost looking at uh, 12, up to a minimum of 12 years. 
that he had documents in his home or right. his garage. And, you know and they and here's how you can tell that this is a coup because they leaked that the documents were about Ukraine and China. Yep. Now, how would you know that unless you're in the intelligence community? Correct. Right. Right. So this is a setup all day long. Yeah. You know, it's a, now you yeah. Got, yeah. And actually, that's a great point that people need to realize. We always talk about like how you can believe or how you find fake news or how you identify things. This story. So the, the story goes, you know, Biden found him, told the National Archives, got involved with the DOJ. And somebody at the DOJ or FBI chose when to leak it to CBS. And then it's been a story. It wasn't that Biden or the DOJ came out and said, hey, here's this thing. Like the story, they picked when they wanted it to come out. And we know it was after the midterms and there's all that. But it's uh, and it was after Joe Biden said he was going to run again. Right. And as of last night, we find out that the DOJ decided when they when when they heard about it, they decided they weren't going to participate. And the uh, well, they declined to monitor Biden's attorney's search for classified documents. Yeah, that's right. Are you playing the video? Out, that came out last night. I, I don't have a video for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. So think of that. Classified documents. The FBI doesn't have boots on the ground to look for this stuff. They and the lawyers that will find it are not permitted to view classified information. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Biden's brothers have repeatedly referenced him in their private dealings. Frank Biden, a developer of for-profit charter schools, has invoked his brother in trying to convince local officials to approve his projects. Like in Sunrise, Florida, where he told the city in 2015 to trust his venture. Not because of Frank, but because of the honor of being the brother of a guy I think we all know and love. In 2021, at a gathering of medical professionals, he made this pledge. The bully pulpits that I have as a result of the privilege of being associated with with my brother Joey. And I'll do everything in my power to support you to get the job done, to get federal dollars to your research. Frank Biden told CNN there has been zero interaction between his brother's public office and his private business, adding, do I engage in any way in quid pro quo on any level? Absolutely not. The last name gave credibility, you know, initially. Healthcare entrepreneur Michael Frey told CNN Joe Biden's other brother, James, broke financial promises he made while referencing the Biden name. Frey's company filed a lawsuit alleging fraud by James Biden, who denied the claims. Frey spoke to CNN before the lawsuit settled in 2020. Everything was on the Biden name, and, and so we took that to heart. James Biden was also named in a lawsuit filed in July. He allegedly received about $600,000 in loans in 2018 from a company he worked with, AmeriCorps Health, based upon representations that his last name Biden could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. The suit states that the investment was never delivered. Um. And that and that's CNN doing that. Um, okay, here's the big problem. You guys never. Okay, hold, hold on, Larry. Make sure make sure that you have watched the show a few times. But 
Um, okay, here's a big problem. You guys talk about DC is a republic. They made it a republic. So they can print and steal all this money. So there's no accountability because it's a republic. Talk about that. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I wasn't trying to be snide or anything. I'm just yeah. yeah. The republic I mean, refers to the constitutional way that we operate the country, but the uh, the Federal Reserve is why our monetary policy is. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with D.C. Yeah. Yeah. The Federal Reserve is a private group of bankers that has has t- total say over our our money. I mean, they're supposed to be uh, ensuring that it's a stable currency, which it is not, because as a matter of fact, just today, the king of Saudi Arabia has said that they are wide open to trading in oil in currencies other than the United States dollar. Ooh. Really? That is a serious piece of news, folks. I told I told you y'all. I said something at least by at least by summertime, something something's about to go down. Something's about to go down. If it's if it's not the Fed Now program or something else, but something's about to go down. That's and, what this WEF is all about, too. I mean, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is officially open to yeah. discussing oil trade settlements in currencies other than the US dollar, according to the country's finance minister. That's, if that happens, that, that should scare you, folks. Your dollar bill just lost 10, yeah, 15, 20% of its value. Yeah. And yeah. it could be much worse than that, depending right. on how the rest of the world operates. I mean, when you look at what we've done to this world mm-hmm. in the last 50 years, how many friends do we have left? Really? Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. Be, and, and also, you don't you really don't have nobody in Washington right now. And believe me, I believe me, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm trying to be negative. I'm just telling you the truth. You don't have nobody in Washington that has the, the, um, the spine of uh, negotiating and bringing people really back to the table that people can trust. Nobody right now, you don't have it in um, D.C. I mean, Nancy Pelosi went over to, to uh, Taiwan. When nobody talked, when she didn't, she didn't ask nobody. She just went. Mm-hmm. She went over to Taiwan, wasn't it? And and, and um, went over there and started talking about, well, we're going to protect Taiwan because that's what we're supposed to do. It's like somebody somebody put a call, shut up, shut up, shut up, yep. shut up. I'll tell you something else. There's some uh, theories going around. You heard about this uh, FAA, that the aircraft ban. The other day, all the planes being grounded, and then Crypto. it all got it all got better. Then it happened in Indonesia, then it happened in another country. The next day, okay. then all of a sudden, FTX's stock is back through the roof. They're saying people, somebody forced the U.S. government to pay a ransom on that in bitcoins. In, yeah, in, in I was F- going to say. So uh, it's it's funny I didn't you mean bring FTX, that up. I'm at bitcoins because. I was I follow cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and if you look at the value of bitcoin uh this like it started when that FAA thing happened it was yeah. at uh 14 15,000 and now it's mm-hmm. at 20,000 after you paid after you paid the ransom ladies and gentlemen right. via the US government yeah so if you and it was funny because Jim Cramer, I love following Jim Cramer and doing the opposite of what he says. He said uh, that your Bitcoin 
uh, it's going to go down. So I was just keeping an eye on it. And I own a few hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin, nothing big. And and it was funny because right after the FAA thing, I was sitting there watching it and that happened. And that night I got an alert from my Coinbase account. Bitcoin is up 22%. And I'm like, the only way Bitcoin goes up is if a large Bitcoin transaction occurred and Mm -hmm. it's held that way. So yeah, that's a great call at Hutch. And the government, the government, whether you know it or not, they don't like, they don't like this stuff because you can't, you can't print Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a finite amount of Bitcoin that can be produced right. based on the, right. the computer technology. But yeah, and feel free to fact check us, folks. Go back and look at the value of Bitcoin and then layer it on with the the strike. Because the last time we had somebody held us uh, digitally hostage, we um, we, we had to pay them off yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we paid them, and then they were they were, tr- but but they also got tracked though. I mean, somehow right. they got tracked. They got yeah. it back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Marjorie Taylor Green got her committee assignments. I saw that too. I, you old, know what? Oh, Kamala Taylor Green. Yeah. <laughs> she got. I, some I talk great about that. Gut, that. I mean, tell me that wasn't the first thing that you thought. Right. I know, yeah. Tell me it wasn't. I saw. I saw a story where it said she came out of the stall in the bathroom. <laughs> And went after Lauren Bovert in the bathroom. I was like, wait a minute. Why can't you just go in there and do your do and just walk out? Why? why? And say, witnesses said, Marjorie Taylor, um, Kamala Taylor Green came out of the stall and confronted Lauren Bovert. Lauren Bovert was in there putting on her little pretty makeup and stuff and everything. Is it? You took his money. You need more. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Marjorie Taylor Green, like she had to be pissed because she negotiated a sweet deal, and then her partners didn't go with it. You know. Yeah, she was like, "You're you're messing up everything." (laughs) (laughs) You're messing up everything. Now she's on the House Oversight Committee and the Homeland Security Committee. Right. Marjorie Taylor. Hope I got a block. Hey, let me just uh, make a comment here, too, because I got to block another user. If anybody sees a user blocked, on, especially on Facebook, we never block any comments unless it's a spammer. So yeah, right. there was a comment on here. I always like reading your comments. It's an honor. You must be an honest person. Do you mind if you send me a friend request with kisses? Yeah, those are getting blocked. So if yeah. anybody ever does wonder, like, why is there a blocked comment? It's because it's a spammer. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's not as pure as a driven snow. Correct. You know, the, um, sometimes the devil does come in. Um, yeah, that, um, uh, the situation with the debt. Well, if nobody's in D.C., how are, how are they? I mean, because and why aren't they? The rules right. say the rules say there's no proxy votes anymore. So they got to come back for a vote tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Are they talking? <laughs> no. Here's what's weird is Yellen came out last week. And it was right after the speaker thing was settled, or right before, and then it's been crickets. Like I can't even find anything. You too. I mean, I, look, look. Last night I was like, wait a minute. Right? I mean, there was a little bit a couple days ago, and that was it. Not, right. The news is not even really talking about no. it too much. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's the only it's person I heard say anything. Things, right. Daryl Issa was the only one I heard say something about it, and he suggested that we trade some omnibus cuts with the, with the debt ceiling. 
And I'm thinking, no, man, don't, don't get a little bit. Get a lot. Get a lot, Ooh, right. I'm, I'm telling you, for all of us, again, ladies and gentlemen. Make them take the people out of jail. How about yeah. that? Yeah. How about we release those I'm people in. from prison? Yeah. Yep. yeah. That would be a fight to have right there. The thing is, you don't have to raise the debt ceiling. If you pay it, then you got that money to spend again. Right. Okay. I mean, now, now I know that the U.S. government doesn't have thirty trillion dollars. Thirty trillion dollars. They don't have that, but they got something to put on it. And guess what? That's what you spend next year. Now, I mean, if it's going to be a uh, five hundred billion dollars, well, that's what you got to spend for your government. And if that's not enough, cut some government programs. And that's yeah. that's the thing, you know, we owe 30 trillion in real money that we borrowed. But there's an unfunded liability situation that's 10 times worse than that. Mm-hmm. It's all the people now that are young that are enrolled in social security and in Medicare and everything like that because that's non-discretionary funding. That right. funding has to be paid before we spend one nickel on anything else. Right. So, I mean, that's like a 900, that, that's up there. I mean, we might get to that next whatever's after a trillion. <laughs> yeah, and actually for Social Security, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear mongering, especially from Democrats. saying, oh, they want to cut Social Security, rah, rah, rah. The fact is, is that the Social Security fund is insolvent. Like exactly. the money. They stole it already. They stole it. It's. I mean, if you watch, like, watch a great uh, Netflix show, that Bernie Madoff one. Uh, just came out about his Ponzi scheme. That's that a is good one. That is a good. It's one. a good one, it and good it's. One. Uh, I mean, that's the Ponzi scheme of Social Security. You know, I'm paying my money in now, but my money's paying for somebody that's retired, and it's predicated on my kids paying in, and then they pay for me. But then when you have fewer young people putting money in, like it collapses. Yeah. And now, under, understand all, when you watch these documentaries, you got to do it with some mental stability. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, have yeah. to understand that the CIA produced it. Oh, right. But, I mean, but uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. I understand that. But God darn, boy. I mean, what he did. Oh, no doubt. No, they, was, they got man, some quality stuff on there. That's and actually, tell you the truth, actually, what Bernie Madoff did is what the government does with. The money situation, right? Same thing. It's like I heard, I heard, I heard somebody say it like this. It's almost like you walking up to a pond, okay, you with a a bucket, and you take the bucket um, from one side, you get the water out, and then you go back into the other side, and then you put you um, you you um, put the water back in the pond. That's exactly what the government is doing with. All um, uh, like the stimulus. Oh yeah, we're gonna do a stimulus, and we want you to spend your money so you can um, jumpstart the economy. So we're gonna give you some money back, and then we want you to spend it. It's the same money. It's the money. It's the money that they just took out. They, they want you to put. That's why they were getting mad. They were getting mad at. Uh, oh, House GOP bill would abolish the ATF. Breaking news. <laughs> Virtue signal. It'll go nowhere. I swear they don't get it. No, here's the thing, though. They do get it because a lot of people are going to see, like, people are eating up that IRS agent story, and they're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to yep. McCarthy. Yeah, and it's are. like, it will go nowhere. Nothing, nowhere. Will, nothing will change. So, 
And you know, Hutch and Hutch was right earlier when he said over the last couple of years, you know, it's kind of pushed him to that point. It's pushed us to that point. It's like, I know what you're doing. Right. I know what you're doing. A good way to put it is they're puppets. Yeah. And unfortunately, be careful what you wish for, folks. Right. Because once you see those strings, those marionette strings, mm-hmm. you can never unsee them the rest of your life. You can't. You can't. Even you, even if you try, you can't. No. You can't. I mean, you know, I see I see Kim McCarthy up there. We did this, we did that, we did that. And there's only been three hours and we've already done this. You haven't done anything. Right. And you look on the Senate side and you got the highest ranking Republican other than McCarthy. And he's got a lot more tenure than McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. And you've got Tom Tillis from, from South North Carolina, Senator Tom Tillis, two weeks ago came out and said, we need amnesty. And I got to work with Kirsten Cinema and Manchin, and we're going to get amnesty as our border is open, that the, the Republicans, 18 of them, just signed the omnibus bill that forbid the Border Patrol from doing any border enforcement. Mm-hmm. And Tom Tillis wants to call for amnesty. And Senate Minority Leader, uh, just today or yesterday, promoted Senator Tom Tillis, Republican North Carolina, to Republican leadership as the North Carolina senator has continued to strike deals with Democrats. You can't unsee them. One big we need a second party in this country. Right. Listen, listen to what Hutch said that earlier um, earlier this week. He said we need a second party. Listen right. to that because the party that I, the two parties that are out there is really just one. So he he's basically saying we need we really need a second party. You the people, and once once you realize that you have more power than Congress, because. They almost they almost pissed themselves the last time, January sixth. They believe me, those people in Congress are like, oh, damn, they're outside the, the walls. They're coming yeah. in. They, they 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 almost pissed themselves, and they, and then after that, they tried to put in little nuggets, little landmines, so it wouldn't happen again. And then they did it all over again. They dress rehearsal in in Brazil, right. You know, so they, they did that. You know, it, it's uh, the thing is, don't ever fall for the, the argument that don't you can't get something changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, you hear somebody, if you say third party in any group of 10 or more, five people will tell you you're nuts <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> the Republican Party is not the second party we ever had in this country. It's no, about the no. sixth or seventh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and I think. It's interesting, too, when Wayne talks about when you see the strings, like another movie reference, we'll do pop culture. They live. Rowdy Roddy Piper, the professional wrestler, made the movie back in the 80s. And it was funny. The the whole movie was predicated on he got these glasses. And when he put on these sunglasses, he saw all the propaganda. And and he was walking around seeing all this propaganda and how you're being lied to and that kind of thing. And then he would go up to people like, why can't you see this? And they're like, yeah. what are you talking about? You're crazy. And he'd like knock them down and make them wear the glasses. And yeah. that's what we tried to do to you guys. Like we were talking social security, like people believe that there's a piggy bank of money that they paid into and it's sitting on the tray waiting for you to get old and they'll give it back to you. Okay. No, that money you paid in got spent it. on it's your stolen. parents. 
Right. They and it, and uh, it was there. It was there at one time. It's a it Ponzi scheme. You, know, you know, now it's it a Ponzi scheme. You know, yeah. they they're taking from somebody to give to them. Well, no, they're taking from you to give to them. And that's and just figuratively. That's really, really, what happens is it goes from the Social Security into the General Treasury. Right. And then the Treasury just pays out. It's not good. Social Security is going to end, folks, one way or another. It's going to end, yeah. Or or they're going to do something. I don't know how you bolster that. You're going to have to tax somebody. I mean, a, a realistic person, if it was a an American family trying to do this, would say, "Hey, look, man, uh, everybody that was born after 1961, you're screwed, man. It's over." So well, and that's it. why and when Republicans were trying to privatize Social Security, and everybody talked about, "Oh, it's terrible," blah blah blah. Republicans were trying to return Social Security where if I pay money into Social Security, that goes in my account and that sits there as an asset, and then it accrues value and then that money comes out. Um, and it got blasted in the media because of propaganda. And they're like, oh, they're trying to cut your Social Security or do this or that or whatnot. And um, yeah, and, and that's- if, if you watch the presidential debates between Al Gore and George W. George H.W. Bush, you'll hear Gore keep talking about the lockbox. We're gonna put it in the lockbox. We're going to put all this money in a lockbox. And then before that, they had already decided to spend that money. That was in the trust. Right. And I wouldn't doubt if they spent it on the Vietnam War. Probably. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching the Wayne Dupree podcast. We're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday between 12 and 1. Uh, we don't do Friday because we want to give that. We want you to have, we want you to start off your weekend. Uh because there's other things other than politics. There's family. There's um, things that you can do outside of, of politics for yourself. And that's why we don't do Friday. Plus, can't afford it. Um, <laughs> um, but, no, just, I mean, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to check out to see what they're going to say about, um, about this thing, uh, about the debt ceiling. Because I, they can't just throw it all on us tomorrow, just right. I mean that that just shows. I mean, you run out of money. You run out of money. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think. I think one thing all three of us pride ourselves on: the average person goes on like Fox News and reads the articles, and like an above average person will go like log on to page two or three. I mean, we like go read Supreme Court judgments and watch C-SPAN. Like, like we go back to the source material, and I'm digging around and I'm finding virtually nothing anywhere about debt ceiling talk, which I'm pretty good at finding stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what are y'all working on right now? All right. Well, uh, two things. Uh, one, um, I I'm trying to get Hutch Bailey Jr. back on uh, Twitter. <laughs> I found your page, Hutch. I sent you a note. Uh, you are search banned, so they can follow me, and then I can tweet your link, and they can click on it. So I'm search banned. You are search banned. We can talk on an account that's but... less than 24 hours old. It, well, it was weird because I was, uh, you sent me that last night. I'm like, I can't find it. Yeah. So then I typed it into the thing and I uh, and I found it. So I will say on, on Twitter too, there's all sorts of, uh, all sorts of fun. I mean, one of the, one of my buddies I work with, he posted, okay, I'm just going to say it. George Floyd died of a drug overdose and got a million views. 
So, and Twitter didn't censor it. I mean, and we're like trying to float balloons, like, what can I say? And, uh, and see what doesn't get nuked. So, um, so anyways, uh, that's, that's one thing. So I got to help Hutch with his, uh, Twitter. Uh, and then the second thing is world economic forums going on guys. And this isn't reported anywhere. Uh, I found interesting the head of the FBI is over there. I don't know why he's over at Davos at the world economic forum and not because uh, they're going to have to force us to do the things they want us to do is why right yeah so so for those you have to really dig deep into a lot of uh independent media sources to find that and we'll try to share things on our socials and whatnot as it comes up but uh yeah world deck and it's really weird too because like the three big bad guys are all skipping the world economic forum for like health reasons and stuff george soros and those guys so yeah a lot going behind the scenes i don't know i'll be curious yeah pay attention especially to governor kemp out of georgia he's getting ready to sell georgia down the line he's at the world economic forum and he got busted buying crt stuff for his schools that are illegal to put in his schools Uh, but he's too uh dull to figure that out right i want to i want to thank everybody on getter Uh, it's been like the fourth day in a row that the audience has exceeded the previous day's audience thank Thank you you very much guys thank you and 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 awesome um followers on uh rumble thank you for uh, being on there again the most important thing that you can do is share we ask you really to get it out there because while we are doing the show uh, while we're talking and and um, explaining things we can't share well actually we can share but um, we we need your help in sharing to get our message out at the same time so thank you all um, <clears throat> uh, let's see there was one thing there's one thing else that I had on my mind that I really wanted to say but I guess it wasn't really that important uh, just don't get caught with, don't get caught supporting the okie doke uh, that is going on with uh, that is going on with uh, the leaders I want to I want to test out the um, I want to test out a requested voice in the spaces just to see what this hookup sounds like um Let's see who is this? Um, Don. Hi, Don. What's going on? Let's see. Hey, Don, you there? Okay. He muted himself. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, can um, again. This should be going through the mixer. Is that? It's it's happening on here. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, I just had some opinions I wanted to to say about the current envi- uh, political environment. Uh, some important reforms I think they need is the, uh, especially with term limits on Congress. I think they definitely need term limits uh, coming up. Also. With the bureaucracy, the federal bureaucracy, if they had an at-will employment where the executive can fire any uh, federal employee, that would be a tremendous benefit to the American public. All right. All right. Thank you, Don. You you know, um, he talked about the term limits. We can talk. 
Ladies and gentlemen, term limits won't happen on the federal level. Devil, Correct. the devil, the devil won't fire himself. Ain't gonna happen. You have to do on it on both sides. On both sides of the wing. Uh, right, um, right on both sides. They're not. They're not going to fire. Well, well they're not going to get rid of themselves, and they're not going to cut their terms short, because the benefits are too great. Uh, once you start taking the benefits out, then you know people will be like, you know, you spend all your time in Washington D.C. all the time. Why don't you spend some time with your family? But you got to do it on the state level. You got to put it up. I see all these. Uh, it's got to be put in the Constitution. Right. Correct. Right. State in the state constitution. Right? A convention of the states. No, they have to. They have to. They have to amend the United States Constitution. Correct. Cool. For it to, it can happen. It can happen because there's. If you look at the the congressional approval rating, it can happen. You just got to get those stuff. Forget what what number they're at now, but that's one of the top items that they want to have at the at uh, a convention of the states. It's the only way. Inquisitive. Inquisitive, go ahead. Take your mic off of mute. Uh, okay. Real All quick, right. too, in the in the chat for those looking through Hutch. So we talk about social media suppression. Hutch is search banned right now on Twitter. What that means is that if you type in his at HBR radio guy, it won't come up. I did put a link in the comments that link directly to his profile and you can follow him there. And I'll share it on my profile and Wayne can share it on his. Uh, but you yeah, won't talk about know. mine though. You won't talk about mine. Mine doesn't look like mine is um, uh, search ban or anything, but somehow, some way they have got me behind a wall yeah there's something going on on the back end and we'll have to run some tests to try to figure out what's uh what's going on with it but um yeah we'll figure it out my buddy told me that yesterday he told me he couldn't find me and i searched for myself and i could find myself you can because you're once they follow you they can find you so what we'll have to do with yours is Wayne and I can tweet out your handle. Then they I got can like click five it. followers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you're on fire, dude. We're going to get yeah. you up there. We're going to get you up there. But no, the link that I shared and it's in your uh, in the messages, yeah. um, it actually has the link you can share with people. And then right. um, basically it's just Twitter.com slash and then whatever your handle is, HB Radio Guy. Thank you. You okay. betcha. And Chris, if you want to say something real quick. Yeah, I was just saying, you understand, they try to shadow ban you, shadow ban me. I believe that was Mike talking. I'm not sure, but I don't understand. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, I do understand, but it's hard to fight a, a battle with them when they will not receive the information that we have and then they put in they put in on MB, MSM and it is what it is yeah the whole thing is we gotta stick it out and the border crisis is totally out of control and 
If people can't see it, it's ridiculous. I got you. But, I mean, I can put Kamala Harris on a flat bottom boat going to the Everglades. <laughs> her saying she's on the Rio Grande. So. Hey, Chris, thank you, man. Thank you so much for it. You put, God damn, boy, put on a boat. Flat bottom boat. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That would I love to live radio. That that would be a sight to see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got to go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you, all those that were that have been watching. Uh, you can help out the show by going to uh, givesengo.com forward slash Wayne Dupree show. Um, if you want to help out the show, you can go there. Uh, if you know, or you can share it. You don't have to. Well, you know, we want you to give, but, um, you know, just, just share it. Keep it under 600 bucks, folks. Yeah. You know, don't break the bank. You know, just, just think of us, you know, just, just think of it. All right. Until tomorrow, the debt ceiling crisis comes to a head. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.